I'm here with Nikki Cohen uh, Aussie. I messed that up already. So she's going to introduce herself and you just go from there. Absolutely. Hi, everyone. Yeah, my name is Nikki Cohen Bird, and I am a wellness coach and consultant for businesses and individuals in New Orleans. And I also own a digital marketing company. Um, I am originally from Southern Indiana, and I moved to New Orleans from Nashville about eight months ago. Um, I have a bachelor's in kinesiology and an MBA from Belmont. And uh, I have a dog, so I'm a dog mom, and I love being outdoors, and I'm a total foodie. Um, yeah, so that's that's basically about me. What kind of dog do you have? Okay, so he's a wolf hybrid. He's a German Shepherd Husky, like wolf mix. Oh, that's that's interesting. That's wow. Yeah. What would <laughs> I, I don't even know what that looks like. I'll probably Google it later, but like. So he looks like just a more ferocious version of a German Shepherd, I guess. And when I say ferocious, I mean fluffy. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Ferocious, yeah. Why do you like dogs? I mean, do you like cats as well or other animals? Um, I Okay, so I'm definitely partial to dogs. I don't like cats as much. I think they're demon spawn, but that's my opinion. Um <laughs> I love dogs. It just, I mean, they're just like, it doesn't matter what, you know, mood you're in. It's like, they're always happy to see you and they don't talk back. So it's like, you know, if you have a terrible day, you don't have to deal with their crap either. Um, and aside from dogs, like I'm a real big horse person too. I love horses. I've been working with horses since I was really young. So that's, um, I just love all animals. Horses and dogs are my favorite for sure though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is kind of how I think of it as well. And of course, like I always have to get this because I'm from Texas and you're from, yeah, you know, same southern kind of country. Right? Like, not all of us ride horses every day and all that stuff. So, right, yeah, that's yeah. what everyone thought too in Nashville. It's like, okay, so all you guys do here is wear cowboy boots and cowboy hats and ride horses. And I'm like, no, that's just the tourists on Broadway. Like the people who actually live here, unless you live like outside of Nashville, that's really not what we do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I always find that funny. I'm like, uh, no. If you come to Texas, that's not how it works, you know? I have a yeah. friend from the UK, and she's like, oh, I'm so excited to visit, you know, uh, America or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, right. oh, yeah, in Texas, you ride horses and do all these things. I'm like, no, unless you want to. And we have to go, like, 40, 50 minutes out of the city to do right. that. Like, like, you know, but, you know, it's like this stereotype, I guess. Yeah, it's definitely the stereotype there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So what got you into, I guess, fitness and all that stuff? Like, I mean, you're a smart person, obviously. I mean, like a lot of schooling. Like, how, how did that go for you? Uh, how did schooling go for me? Yes. Yeah, okay, so that's a really interesting and sort of long-winded answer. But, you know, I've always, I wanna, I've always been into health and fitness. Like, when I was younger, um, I was an athlete. I was always like a two, three, four sport athlete, and I kind of never really knew what I wanted to do with my life. I just knew I enjoyed like being fit and being active and running around and playing sports and all that kind of stuff. And my family was kind of the traditional family, and like it's you know my parents are a little bit older than normal, and they're more or less like you have to go to school and get a good education, and then go and get a good job, and that's really how life goes and that's the only option that you have for you so my my whole like high school career was trying to figure out what I wanted to be and what I wanted to do and 
I never really came up with a solid answer. So what ended up happening was I just started kind of going to school and figuring things out along the way. And I mean, I changed my mind like probably every year about what I wanted to do and what I wanted to be. And it was just more like I was reinforced with, okay, you just have to keep going to school and you'll figure out the answers. You'll be successful. You'll get the job that you want. So I wasn't even sure that higher education was for me. But after I graduated undergrad, I was like, I still don't know what I want to do. So I'm just going to go get more schooling. And so I ended up going and getting my MBA in, um, in Nashville. And that's what took me to Nashville. And that was a great decision. But even after I graduated there, you know, I was still completely lost. Like I took this corporate job and I hated it. Like I was miserable. I had no idea what I wanted to do still. I wasn't making great money and I had all the student loan debt. And it was more or less like it came from I didn't have guidance. I didn't have clarity. I didn't really know what I wanted. And, you know, I ended up figuring out that it's because my personality is not somebody who wants to work for somebody else. I guess like you can have an incredible life working at another company and like helping people and be really, really wealthy and successful and in corporate and stuff like that. But that's just not my personality. And I found that out along the way, be it the hard way that's fine. But, you know, along that journey, I sort of like lost myself because I was trying to focus so much on being successful and finding a good career and building businesses that I lost sight of like what mattered most, which was what made me happy, which was, you know, spending time doing things that I like to do was my own personal health. And so I became really, really unhealthy and really, really unhappy. So I mean, there was just one literal day that was just like my breaking point. And I was like, okay, I need to do something about this. So I pretty much dropped everything. I went back to basics. I focused on what I knew how to do as far as health and fitness. I got my health back on track. And, you know, my businesses ended up being more successful when I was healthy. So I turned that into, you know, I went through this journey. I went through this confusion, so I'm going to find other people out there who are going through the same thing and help them with their own transformation and making sure they focus on their own personal wellness instead of getting so caught up in the noise and the pressure of like trying to be what society wants you to be. So that was more or less like the long-winded answer of how I ended up being in wellness and kind of the entrepreneur area that I'm at right now. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, you kind of get pushed into like you know it's normal to go to college it's normal to do this like you know do this do that you know it's like these the road is paved for a lot of people i it's already paved you know this is what you got to do you know? exactly. but yeah. then there's people like i guess like us or like or i don't know if we're weird but we're strange i guess because like we don't want to work for other people like it's like ah, oh, i hate jobs that you know like you i feel like you're much more in control when it's like on your time and you make your hours you make your things and you make everything you know you're the one in control of every aspect right right i mean that's definitely true and you know it's a conundrum out there because people think that i guess our generation are entitled because we don't want to work for other people but i think that kind of stems from you know our generation's actually more self-aware about that maybe that's just not something that's right for them. It's not like we want to do the work. It's not like we want everything handed to us. It's kind of more or less like we, we're recognizing that we have the power to really self-assess ourselves and be self-aware and figure out what we want. And that now in this day and age, like it's so possible to 
make a thriving business out of nothing or do it from your home. And I mean, yeah, you can make your own hours. Yes, you can be super successful. But what people don't realize is like when when young people like us say they want to be entrepreneurs, I think people are thinking, okay, well, they just don't want to do anything. But <laughs> but we recognize that it actually is a a crap ton of hard work to be a successful entrepreneur. It's not like you just go and sit back at the pool every day and like work an hour or two and then you're wealthy. I mean, Mm. it's a lot of hard work to actually, you know, sustain yourself that way. It's a fine clients to figure out how to market yourself to be, you know, your own personal source of accountability to actually, actually get things done. Like it's not the, glitz and glam and money and bathtubs and fancy cars and all this kind of stuff that people make it look like on Instagram and social media. It's, it's hard work. And so if you want to be an entrepreneur, like you have to want it, you have to want it. It's not easy. So you, I mean, it just really comes from who you are as a person and what you want, where you want your life to go. Yeah. Yeah. And people think they're going to start off with the cars and the things and the, right. like, yeah. that's not where you start off. You start off where a lot yeah. of people start off is like, all right, what do you do? You know, what is your idea? Blah, blah, blah. Personally, if it's online coaching, like, okay, do you have a website? Do you have this? Like, like just about building it and growing it and just watching over time how it kind of happens. It's just, sometimes it just happens. It's not an overnight success thing. It's like, you know, media, social media, it only points out the tip of the iceberg. Like you see the success, you see where they are now, but you don't see what's underneath. It's like, I'm sure a lot of hard work, grueling hours, doing things you don't want to do, like, you know, all that kind of stuff is what comes with it before you're actually successful. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think for me, I think it's always been collaborating with people. Like, I just want to, I don't know what it is, you know, I don't know. Helping people for me is like a good and bad thing because I want to help everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And, (laughs) but like, when you know, it's impossible to help everybody, you know, at the same time, at the same moment. But, so how do you handle that kind of aspect? Like if say a hundred client, hundred people here are listening and they all want to just be, you know, they want coaching or something. And how do you handle like that insane kind of volume? Like, that, like how would you handle that? I was curious. That's a really great question. And I think they like in any aspect focus is a big problem. It's because there's so many opportunities out there. It's like, really have to narrow down like what it is exactly you want and that stems from like your why and whenever I have like a large volume of clients want to work with me I mean I only for the wellness company I only take on 10 people a month and that's only because that seems to be my threshold of where I am able to still like live my own life but also put in as much possible effort I can into building this program and help we'll see results like that's kind of the balance for me it's about 10 people but you know most of my client base are people who are like me or were like me because that's who I can resonate with most and that's who um, relate the most with me so I work a lot with you know young to medium busy female professionals and entrepreneurs who you know maybe lost sight of, you know, who they were or their wellness while they are going through a career transition. Maybe they're not happy in their current career and they want a transition. They started their own business. They say they're too busy to focus on themselves. Maybe they're a new mother who, you know, is just trying to get back into the career world and figure out what's best for them. Um, so, you know, I, I'd like to listen to everybody's story and what they think I can help them with whenever 
clients first reach out to me. But I do, you know, focus on my target market and the people who I think can help, I can help the most. And if that's, you know, someone who reaches out to me and we aren't the best fit to work together, that's just something that I'm completely open and honest about. And I know a lot of people who do the same thing I do. So I usually refer them to another person in my network or somebody who I think would be a better fit for them because it's not just like making the next dollar for me. It's actually trying to help these people see results. Like that's what they're paying me for. They're paying me to see results and and not to be their friend. So, you know, wherever I think Mm. I be the most successful is who I'm going to work with. Mm. Is that hard? Is it? I mean, you just mentioned friends, like they're not your friends. Like, how do you handle that? Like, I feel like a lot of coaches, it just ends up, you just end up being friends with some of your clients. It just, just happens sometimes. Well, yeah, that's true. And it's a very delicate balance because like, you know, if you think about your closest friend, okay, so think about like your, your parents and your closest friends. Hmm. If you were to go up to them and be like, Hey, do I look fat? Your best friends, like your like people who are friends with you, like who want to be, you know, supportive, are probably gonna be like, no, like you look awesome. So if I'm working with somebody and we set a goal for the next week, and I talk to them the next week, and I'm like, did you reach your goal? Like, what towards it? And they're like, no, I got too busy. Like, I kind of fell off. I'm not gonna be the person who's like, you know what? Okay, that's okay. Like, you know, whatever. You did your best. No, like, that's the friendship angle that I'm not into the coaching with. It's that I'm, I'm here for accountability. Like, like yeah, I'm going to be your friend, but I'm also going to be your brand police. Like I'm going to be straightforward with you because that's the only way that people see change is when you have honest and open feedback and, you know, not criticism, but I'm going to be like, you know, well, maybe you could have, um, you could have done something different in this way, or maybe you could have cut this out and replaced this habit with this one in order to reach your goals. Like just, you know, wake up five minutes earlier stay at five minutes later, something to accomplish this goal. Like it's, it's going to have a little bit of that, like encouragement, also like hard love. So Mm. it's a delicate balance between, yeah, especially as a coach, it's a delicate balance between like not being too hard on people, not being too like intense, but then also like building their trust, having that friendship, just like on the accountability and support angle. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, you have, do, you, do you have a lot of your kind of uh, personal friends want help from you? Like I always wonder if that's kind of like, you know, say we were friends now and I'd be like, hey, uh, I need some coaching, blah, 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 blah. I just want advice, blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. like how do you handle that kind of situations? That's also a good question because that's kind of how I actually got into being like a formal coach is because, you know, once I did the transformation myself, people take notice of that. And the first people that take notice of that are the people in your immediate network. So then, yeah, you'll get questions from family and friends about, hey, how would you do this? What did you eat? You know, like what was your routine? How do you exercise? And to a point, you know, you can give them obviously, you know, advice and you can help them out of just general like wanting to help them because know they're your friends and stuff but if if they come to you and they're kind of asking you for a more formal approach or something that takes a lot of work like I'm definitely really straightforward with friends who ask for my entire program it's like you know this actually takes time for me to prepare and if I'm trying to put my best foot forward for the clients that are paying me to do this for them there's not a lot of time that I can take out of my schedule to do this for you for free so you know here's what I can give you here's some tips and tricks try this and this if you have questions please let me know but if you want something more formal like you're gonna have to work with me and it's kind of the same answer for everyone regardless of who they like I even said that to my mom 
So whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa! <laughs> Everyone just heard that right now, so it's like yeah, no, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> she totally gets it though. She totally gets she gets it. it, but like that's like I don't know. For me, like that'd be really difficult. I, that's my mother. <laughs> she gave birth to me. Like, like yeah, she did. Like like she's like. like I understand, like, you busy, but you, yeah. I get you. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I owe her tenfold for just birthing me. Like, like, <laughs> I, like how like how bad, you know, that is. It's just like, oh, my gosh. Like, nine months. Like, nine months it took for me to you know, be birthed. And it's like, right? you know, like, I owe that woman everything pretty much, you know? Like, we were cooking, we were cooking in there. We were baking in there for yeah. nine <laughs> yeah yeah so like for me it's like you know what my mother says it goes you know if she wanted nutrition training if she wanted something if she wanted to start a podcast like to me it's like no questions asked you know well it's it. kind of about that you're right she was actually mm-hmm. like my very very first client and i did it like obviously i didn't charge her anything i helped <laughs> like her own presentation and um you know she, she um she was diagnosed answer a while back and so whenever her and I worked together it was more or less like trying to get her energy back up and of course mm-hmm. I did for her you know no cost like she's my mom and, mm-hmm. and now, kind of a joke between us like now she feels a whole lot better she's eating better she's exercising all the time she's like working on stuff that actually like makes her happy like she's very involved in church and she wants to be an author and she's taking time to focus on this kind of stuff and you know i helped her do that but now it's kind of a joke like she's like okay can you write me another plan i'm like all right mom well you gotta pay me for it like which is told she knows <laughs> i'm just kidding but it's more or less like you just have to figure out you know the balance like yes as a business you're trying to help other people but you also have to and this is what i teach people focus on yourself too so mm-hmm. do best for yourself and it's 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 a you have to find a good balance between like personal life and work life and in an ideal world i think it's not work life balance it's work life integration like you need to figure out something that makes you happy and hopefully you can turn that into a career yeah yeah i it totally i totally understand where you're coming from it's like you need all these things to to integrate with each other, you know, you, right. know, you, you can't have just fitness all the time. You know, you, you need this and that, you know, you need life, you know, social life, you know, all these other things that have to come together, you know, family, all that stuff just needs to find a way to, you know, integrate them and make it work, I guess. Yeah. True. I, I was, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I always mess this. Yeah. No, like the biggest, um, cause of stress in, like our population right now is stress from work mm-hmm. and you know, stress takes like a huge toll on people. Um, you know, physically it manifests itself, not only mentally, but physically it, it affects like, hormones. It affects blood pressure. It affects brain function, sleep, all that kind of stuff. And a lot of people have like actual health problems that come from stress and stress in the workplace because the workplace is the place that we spend you know, either the top or the second most amount of our time other than home. So, you know, it's something that when I work with people, you, you might have the best diet in the world. You might be like the best fitness guru in the world. But if you have all of this stress and anxiety inundating you from all different sources, especially work, like you're you're not really ever going to be exactly where you want to be, like completely holistically well, because it's really a combination of all these different factors within the body and the self that will make you like overall well. So it's not just, you know, your diet and your workout, you have to be completely balanced and it's difficult, but yeah, it kind of starts too with addressing, you know, stress and sleep and all of that stuff. 
Yeah. Uh, the, the real thing is like, I always say it's like a multivariable analysis, you know, it's like, there's not, you know, people think it's like always one thing. It's like fitness. I need to work out. No, it's not just working out. It's about eating good. It's about eating this, you know, whatever the, I mean, it's hard to keep with nutrition nowadays because, you know, one day eggs are good. Next day eggs are not good. You know, right. like, you know, like to me, it's like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, no, I, you know, when I was a kid, milk was like, this is the best thing for you. You know, drink a gallon of milk a day or whatever insane thing they told me. And I, I did that. You know, it was always like, hey, let's do that. Let's, let's yeah. you know, someone told me this, you know. So. Yeah, I completely, you're completely right. Like milk it used to be like you, you have to feed kids milk. Like you have to do that because it'll make their bones grow strong and calcium all that kind of stuff. And then today everybody's like, don't give them dairy milk. Like dairy milk is so bad for you. And all <sighs> stuff it's like what do you believe out there because there's so much stuff mm, yeah and then these detox teas are coming out i'm like what detox yeah and then recovery yeah. methods that i don't understand <laughs> you know like i like cryotherapy and i think it's really beneficial for me i don't know if it works like i've read studies and it says it does so i'm like oh, yes it does and then, you know someone got me to do cupping you know what cupping is when they put yeah. the yeah yeah I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, what is this magic? You know, I think, and then chiropractors, I'm like, I'm learning all these things. Like, is that legit? Is that not legit? Like, I'm trying to figure this all out. Like, it's, it's really hard when you're trying to figure, like, all these things are what works and what doesn't work. And especially since it's such a, people don't realize it's such an individualized thing. Like, you know, keto might work for you. But it doesn't work for me. Being vegan might work for you. But I got sick like for two months when I tried to be vegan. Like right. it's not. It wasn't just. It, I don't know. Maybe I was addicted. I don't know. Like it's just. It's everybody's body is different and responds differently. I guess. Yeah. Uh, delicious. So being mm. vegan. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then when I talk to the RDs, it's like, oh, they're. It's just like you know, um, you know, they're explaining something to me, and I'm like, um. I need, we need to talk later because I don't know what you just said to me. And I don't think anybody else on the podcast knows what you said to me. You know, like we know kind of macros and stuff like that. But like, well, what are you talking about? Cells doing this and that. Mm. So it's like the hardest thing is like explaining the new stuff in such a simple way where like anybody can get it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. There, there's a lot of different techniques out there. There's a lot of research. There's a lot of, you know, um, diet programs and fitness programs and all that kind of stuff and like you said like everybody has to realize that those approaches are all very individualized and the people who them they did the research and it worked on you know group of people but i mean you know really figuring out what works for us is just a matter of trial and error sometimes so you have to know yourself know your body and of course you can try all these different things and it's just a able to find out what works for you and once you find out what works for you it doesn't have to necessarily be what works for a hundred thousand other people or whatever so your body responds differently yeah like you said to different diets and different foods so it's more of an individualized approach than a mass solution mm-hmm. how how do you handle habit changes for you personally i just want to hear like what how do you handle habit changes? say like maybe you sleep like six hours a day and you're trying to change that or you're trying to change your, how you eat certain things instead of eating that, you know, like how do you handle habit changes? Sure. So that, that's a really good question to you. And it might, might sound a little bit cliche, but to me it's all about like mindset and attitude. So, you know, if I want to 
change a habit, I have to first figure out why I want to do that. And so once I figure out like the big overall why of the thing that I'm trying to do, then it's really going to help me, you know, make a plan of how to change the habit and then end up executing it with action. So, you know, if, if I wanted to start, whenever I started like changing up my diet, when I first went through my initial transformation, like a huge weight loss, I went low carb and that was what worked for me. And it was a matter of not trying to do it all at once. So it was a lot of little steps that added up over time. So, you know, I tell people, if you want to change a habit or you want to see results, you want to see a transformation, like it's going to be not necessarily just jumping in full force into the water. It's maybe a little bit of like getting your toes wet. Mm -hmm. Want to find something that's able to be sustained and something that you can adhere to. And when you take out small old habits and replace them with new ones over time, gradually, doing it stepwise like that is going to have a lot better chances of success than just doing everything at once, trying to do everything right up front because it gets hard to manage, it gets hard to stick to. And then all of a sudden, a week later, it's like you're back to your normal routine. So if you want to you know, lose some weight or change your diet or change up any habit, then start slowly, um, take a, find, identify some old habits that aren't really working for you and just gradually switch those out with new ones. Um, you know, maybe replacing drinking a cup of coffee in the morning with like a cup of sugar, maybe drink your cup of coffee with like a quarter of a cup of sugar. You know, it's just very small incremental changes like that that add up over time that when, when practice with consistency, those will definitely change your habits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, f- I feel the same way. Yeah. It's hard to, I don't know, and, uh, the habits, sometimes they become like physical things. Like, you know, like it was, for me, it was a little bit sugar as a kid. It was like, for a long time, it was like, you know, you know, sodas, this and that. Like, it was always like this kind of stuff, you know. Nobody ever showed me what to eat. Like, I think that's a huge problem. Right. with the education system is like i wasn't told that sodas were bad and sh- what sugar actually was and that everything turns into sugar bread like i was like what you know when i learned that as a kid i was probably right. like 13 or 14 i was like what bread is a sugar i cut off all these stuff but i'm eating like tons of pasta tons of this like you know that's all sugar that's why it tastes so good like right. I, was, I was wondering why i was like mm, well i just don't need to drink sodas anymore I'm like, you know, nobody ever told me that there's alternatives to stuff that kind of tastes like soda. Like, you know, like I drink this soda that's like, uh, it's called Zevia, sweetened with like sativa, I think. And it's really tasty, very like, you know, little to no calories. So like, like, you know, I can have one of those a week and it's like, wow, this is good. You know, you know, I'm still getting like the taste, but like without like drinking like 60 grams of sugar or whatever they put in there. Right. Yeah. So I find that I find that part very invigorating and kind of just like, yes, like, you know, there's just a ways to change it. You don't have to like people make I think people make too big of a leap, like where it's like, oh, you know, I had sugar every day to not having sugar at all. Like, whoa, whoa, slow down. Like, I I think I think that's a huge problem. You know, know, it's like that that really messes people up because then they just go straight back to what they were doing before. Right. Yeah. And that's I mean, I completely agree. Some people take, you know, they bite off a little bit more than they can chew right at the beginning. And, you know, in in weight loss and in wellness like that, I'm not going to lie. 
if that approach is taken by somebody, like it, it is going to work for you in the beginning, especially if you're trying to do weight loss. Say you're trying to like lose a certain amount of weight by like your wedding and maybe your wedding's a month away and you need to lose 15 pounds, which 15 pounds is a month is in a month is not super healthy. But if you exercise a lot, if you restrict your calories enough, like you are going to see some weight loss, you are going to see some results. And I think that's the pitfall that people fall into is that they're so focused on immediate gratification that they take these big measures like completely cutting their calories like way too low and restricting themselves and going and killing themselves in the gym endlessly for hours and hours every day. And people are telling them like, that's not healthy. It's not going to work. But then, you know, a couple weeks later they show up and they're 10 pounds lighter. They're like, yeah, it worked, which yes, it could work in the short term, but are you trying to find a short term solution or are you trying to find a long term solution, something that you can stick to the rest of your life? Which, you know, after you achieve that weight loss goal in a month or so and you have your wedding and then like another week later you go back to exactly how you were before you started your diet and you put on all that weight and more. And you're like, well, what happened? Like it worked in the beginning. Why isn't it working now? And it's because that sort of approach is not sustainable. And it's more or less, again, just coming back to, you know, focus on making change over time, gradually finding what works for you and finding a, a lifestyle essentially that, you know, doesn't restrict you too much. You can still enjoy doing things and eating foods and going to the gym is supposed to be fun and not this just like grueling torture, you know? So it's just like about balance all the stuff and, and figuring out what's right for you. So, yeah. 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 And I don't know the weight, like, you know, I don't know. It was mind blowing to me learning about weight and like, you're not supposed to lose weight that fast. Like to me, it was like, what? Isn't it like get to the goal as fast as possible? You know, it was always like that. Like, you know, well, what do you track? You run as fast as you can, you know, until you get to your goal. Like, and I never realized, like, you probably should, it's more about consistency and, like, you know, you shouldn't be losing six, I mean, 10 pounds or something ridiculous like that in a week. And you're, like, maybe 180. Like, you shouldn't be doing that. It should be, like, one to two. Like, I, I never realized that, you know, because I came from a sports but sport background where it was, like, cut weight as fast as you can. Be the biggest guy you can, you know. It was always like that. So I think it's interesting when people explain that because someone's heard that and they just like, what? what? What are you saying that I'm not supposed to get to my goal as fast as possible? You know, that's like, that's like the whole reason why I'm doing this. Yeah. It's like, I want it. I want it now. I want it fast. Like, I want to lose weight in 21 days. Like, everybody promises me that I can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then. I don't know. I feel like the marketing, the advertisements—they get you. They get you. You know, they tell you something that's not true, or like it's vaguely true, and it's not true at the same time. You know, like oh, you know, weight loss pills, this and that. Like it's like these things come out and saying they'll help you, but they don't really help you. Or if they do help you, there there's some type of drug, you know, amphetamines or something burning really fast, and it's like, well, that's not sustainable, and you should probably not be taking those. You know. So, okay. Uh, yeah. it's, it's it's crazy. I don't know the world of nutrition and just coaching and like like you're not just a coach. I always say this: you're a therapist. You're a, you're <laughs> like a you're like you're not just one thing. You're like all these things in like one package, you know. And you're not tech, you know. I feel like you know nobody's an expert at everything, so you know it's hard to say like you know someone comes up to me with something that I've never heard of. You know, like, oh, well, what do you mean by that? What what kind of diet is that? You know, keto was one of the first ones I didn't know about. I was like, keto, what are you talking about? It's all about that paleo. You know, it's like me just advertising like this one thing, you know, 
or like vegans great you know this and that like it was just to me like you know and then you got like documentaries if you ever seen what the health and them just like de- like making it like oh I shouldn't eat meat anymore <laughs> that movie got me that movie got me the reason why I went vegan for like a month or two That's I thought it too after watching what the health I was like oh my gosh this makes so much sense and then I tried it for like a week and I was just miserable and I also watched um, the magic pill which is like a documentary on the keto diet and seeing these people going through all this all these transformations and how like Keto diets are really beneficial for people who have, um, you know, like some sort of diseases because it really the bacteria because bacteria feed on glucose. Mm-hmm. All these people that are, have these diseases that are being cured with this diet and not necessarily medication. And you're like, okay, this is the answer. And then you go back and you try keto, and literally a week later, I was like, I am miserable. This is awful. So it's, I mean, there is so much out. You're right. There's so much out there. It's a matter of like. You know, make your due diligence and just realizing that there's going to be pros and there's going to be cons for everything that's publicized. And that's really how it got publicized is that there's like some some backing research that really like emphasizes that there are results from this approach. And you really just have to kind of take things with a grain of salt and figure out what's best for you again and trial and error and just doing your due diligence. You said like, being a coach, it's not necessarily like you just know what you know and you talk to these people week in and week out. It's always evolving. Like I am constantly reading articles and, you know, listening to new studies and reading research articles and just like trying to stay up to date on the stuff that's coming out because you're right. Like you said, like one of my clients could come in and be like, Hey, I tried this and this supplement today. Or I, heard about this in this diet like what do you think and if I don't know about it I'm not going to be like yeah that's awesome or no that's not right it's like well honestly I have no idea what you're talking about let me go back and research this a little bit and then I'll come back and talk to you about and you know see what we can come up with so it's everything's constantly evolving you're always learning you're always staying up to date on what's out there and Mm. oh (laughs) yeah it's what do you think about – I mean, it's so hard to explain supplements to people because I'm like – most of you – I mean, I say 99% of you or whatever percentage, like, you just don't need supplements. Like, especially right now, like, are you trying to – I don't know. If you're an athlete or something, maybe, yes. But, like, a typical person usually doesn't need supplements. But for some reason, like, you know, everyone just gets into that trap. Like, I need that protein. I need this. I need that. Like, you know, and they don't realize you can get that from – the foods you eat, the things you have around, yeah. And do you really need? Uh, do you really need three hundred grams of protein a day? Like to me, it's like I don't know if you do. Yeah, you're making me very suspicious. Yeah, it's like trying to figure out if that's for them and like is that really going to help them? You know, I like fish oil. I think fish oils are great for people, but do you necessarily need it all the time? No, maybe eat fish once a week. Like so many different ways to do it. Kind of, and like figuring out what works for you because, like, you're the experiment, you know, right. your bag of chemicals that I don't know what's going on in there, but I'm just taking guesses and you know, you know, telling you what to eat. It's like, oh, that's weird, it's bizarre, right? Yeah, I unless you are, like you said, an athlete or training for something completely like an activity that it's very physically demanding, um, then you know. Performance enhancing, not drugs, but supplements and stuff like the protein, the pre-workouts, the BCAAs, all that kind of stuff could be, you know, beneficial for you if 
training for that particular event or a competition is your goal. But again, a lot of the time the media gets you because it's like, okay, here's this magic pill. We promise you, this is a fat burner. We promise you to burn like three times as much fat as you normally would on a normal diet with our pill. And it's, and it's kind of just like when I talk to people, they are just looking for overall like more healthier general lifestyle choices. And so I'm not going to recommend a lot of supplements for you. The first thing you're going to want to do is really just assess your diet and want to get all of these vitamins, these minerals, and these macronutrients from your diet because that's the main source of all of that stuff. And supplements are just that. Supplements aren't replacements. They're supplements. They're meant to supplement a healthy diet. So the first place you want to go if you're considering supplementing is just going back to your diet and figuring out what foods, natural whole foods, you can add to your diet to bring more of these vitamins and minerals into your diet before you focus on you know, taking a pill or taking a supplement. But you know, just because of how our foods are prepared, you know, what sort of foods we're eating these days, like there's a lot of the important vitamins and minerals that are taken out of our foods because of processes of how they're prepared and all that kind of stuff. So there really is a lot of deficiency. One of the biggest ones is magnesium. And magnesium is a really great supplement or really great um, mineral for you because it helps the body with a lot of different processes and it's probably the biggest mineral deficiency that's out there and so that's something that you know could be a beneficial supplement for people to take would be like magnesium and then like you said fish oils because unless you're eating a lot of fish like those some of those fatty acids can only be taken in from your diet and if you're not getting them from your diet then you're gonna have to supplement it in, in you know a different form so it does have its benefits but whenever you're thinking about it always look at going whole foods sources first yeah yeah that's what i have kate as well and i also say well i know absolutely nothing so ask this person i point to her son and then you know he's a doctor he knows what he's talking about and he has actually knows nutrition and blah 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 Hmm? and people like you know i think what i feel like a lot of people think is like i'm smart i'm not really smart i'm more of a parrot because i like, I talk to smart people like you. That's the difference, I think, between me and a lot of other things. Because I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I know some stuff. But, like, when I hear you, I'm like, oh, okay. Writing it down, you know, in the brain, in the magnesium. I didn't know that. So, like, to me, it's like, you know, you, know, you just gave me a piece of knowledge and you educated someone. And it's really crazy. I think that's really where we lack the most is, like, Man, like I have a little, tons of nephews and nieces that, you know, like their food at school is terrible. Like the, everything they're giving them is terrible. There's no advice. Like you know, like you know, like I told I told them like uh, one of my nephews like last week, like hey, this is you know, you can't be drinking three four sodas a day. Like this is not good. And he's like, why? He said why twice. I was like, well, there's sugar in there. It's like, but sugar's good for you. And I was like, what? And like, where did you hear that? He's like, I didn't hear that anywhere. I just thought it was good for you because it tastes so good. And he, you know, like, to me, is like, there's, they're not getting any single education. Nobody tells them, you know, they hear like typical stuff like eat apples, fruits, and vegetables and this stuff. And, you know, I think it's still behind, you know, they still tell them to drink milk. Like, I'm like, 
I'm like, okay, he's, it's interesting, you know? And he comes, he tells me, like, I feel so sick and bad when I drink milk, like, all this stuff. And I'm like, well, you probably lactose and, like, this and that. He's like, what does that mean? Like, I'm like, I have to explain everything. So it's like, to me, it's like, wow, like, the fact that we don't teach kids and teach it at a young age, like, hey, this is, this is what you, you know, moderation, all these other things, you know, you don't have to necessarily tell them that kill all the sodas in the world you know coca-cola is going to still exist you know you're just not going to have it every day yeah agreed i think i do think there's a definite gap in you know educating the young students in the educational institutions about like making healthy decisions for themselves and what food to eat. i can okay so i am when i was in middle school i the kind of food and i'm thinking about it now and it's like kind of making me queasy thinking about the foods that they were actually feeding us like i know you probably remember like the milk in a bag stuff like that like trying to take it out of the carton because people were saying okay so cardboard isn't good for you like it puts a bunch of additives in your milk milk in a bag whatever and then um they would feed me stuff like bosco sticks and like those rectangular looking pizzas that really just look like mm. a plastic cheese with like a little bit of fake pepperoni on top and it's like kids love that like it tasted awesome but honestly like what is in that i don't think anybody knows <laughs> and it's like it hasn't really caught up you know like i've seen a small movement in healthier options in cafeterias for our schools and stuff like that but it's definitely not on the same kind of curve as it should be now that we're now that we're figuring out what's what's healthy what's not start educating kids early so yeah yeah, it's hard. And it's not just that, you know, the real thing I say is like, yeah, kids are like 20% of the population, but they're like 100% of the future. Like, they're going to be the next generation. Like, yeah. that is a fact. And they know nothing about food, you know. You know, I, I think I went to him, I went to one of his, like, I don't know, he, he, talent show or something. And nothing but pizza there. Like, it was like, oh, it was tasty. I'm not going to lie. But, like, to me, it was like just... It was weird. It was like, you know, like, hey, nobody taught you this. Nobody's teaching you this. Like, like you know, it's not even like a health class. What they teach in health class is not food or nutrition or like exercise. Like, um, you know, he knows nothing about actually. He just knows running and like, this is what you do. Have fun outside. Blah, blah, blah. You know, there's never, never seen like a program or like figuring out like, you know, having someone guide him like that. Unless he played football or something. But like, it's really weird to me that we we are so kind of barbaric in the ways we do things. Like I'm like, gosh, this is really like old school. Like it's the same way that I was when I was a kid. Like, this hasn't changed. I mean, like they've put apples out there. I guess I don't know. Like they they've changed a little bit, but like you know, maybe a little less sugar in a lot of products. But mostly it's just like you know, the same thing. It's like really weird to me. Like it's such a and they still have that food pyramid there. I was like, what? This food pyramid's still there? Like, this is 20 years ago, you know, whatever. When I was a kid, it's like, this is crazy that they still have that food pyramid hanging up there. And, like, you see it and it says, like, carbs are important and this and that. Like, it's, like, really bizarre that this kind of, like, you know, you know, you should have a lot of, you know, starches and this and that. Like, it's, like, really weird. It's like living in a time capsule, but it's in the present day. Right. Well, mass changed for a really long time. And mm-hmm. yeah, like the food pyramid, I still see pictures of the old food pyramid where it's like eight to 12 serves of grain per day. Like, I saw that when I was six years old. And since then, like, I've seen so much 
evidence and research against that, but they still have that food pyramid everywhere. You know, it's not like, I mean, there's a lot of different versions of it out there now, but the one that's like more widespread and like I literally saw that food pyramid posted in a school the other week that I was in. Like they're still promoting that as, you know, the right way to go to go about things. So yeah, I mean, change, mass change takes a long time um, for people to adopt any sort of a new idea. I mean, we've seen that over and over again throughout history and it's kind of just like, you know, people are herd animals. It's really going to be what is put in front of their face that is getting a lot of traction that people are starting to listen to and adopt and, you know, eventually like the masses will follow whether it's the, whether it's the right thing or the wrong thing. That's kind of sometimes what gets us is that we're such, we're such herd animals. We kind of follow the pack, maybe even blindly in the wrong direction, sometimes the right direction, but sometimes it's not. So it's really still just a matter of doing for yourself what is best for you. Mm, yeah. You said you had a company. I'm curious about that now. I don't know. I want to poke at that. Like, what is it? It's marketing or what is it? Yeah. So I started a digital marketing agency yeah. called Lead Lazarus and it kind of stemmed from, so whenever you as a wellness coach, whenever I first started working with people, it was all from my immediate network. So I was working with, like I said, friends, family, friends of family, people who knew me organically without having to reach out and meet new people. Um, and when I, when I started wanting to grow my, my essentially, I was going through learning how to online and to figure out the online space and to figure out how to engage with social media, how to do website, how to do the content and all that kind of stuff because with the internet, like your your reach is basically endless. So if I wanted to target a broader audience and find more clients in different geographical locations or some people that are outside my immediate network, I needed to figure out how to utilize online tools. So I started reading, I started finding my own coaches, I started finding my own mentors, I started getting business coaches, business advice. Um, and doing a lot of trial and error and finally figuring out like what's going to work online to get myself clients. And so then my digital marketing company stemmed from, you know, taking those approaches, finding a mentor, helping him hone in, helping, having him help me hone in on those skills. And now I can do that for essentially any industry, small to medium sized business. We can do marketing um, digitally for B2C, do marketing for B2B companies. And it's really just a matter of, you know, learning everything we possibly can about digital marketing to the next level. And we focus mostly on lead. So we will really just like send you a consistent flow of prospective clients that all you have to do is know your business inside and out and close them. So convert them into paying customers because we provide you with the leads. So that's, um, that's how that came about. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> That that's amazing. Like, like what do you, what do you tell people what you do? Like, like how do you say it in like a simple sentence? Like, like say we're at a social gathering or something, or a wedding or something. I'm like, oh, hi, Nikki. What do you do? Like, like you know? Yeah. Okay. So we make sure your marketing dollars are well spent. Uh -huh. Best out of where your next client is coming from by providing you a consistent and constant flow of leads that turn into clients and build your bottom line. So essentially that is what we do. Um, it hits the pain point, which people stress out about where their next clients are going to come from. Um, and it also focuses on 
solution, which is now you don't have to focus on marketing. You have somebody doing that for you. You don't have to go and do it blindly online. You can focus on building, taking care of your customers while we handle the rest for you. That's amazing. All right. Well, I think I think you're like an, uh, an amazing entrepreneur and, you know, not working for the man or the person or the human being, you know. It's like that's like what everyone kind of aspires or a lot of people I feel like deep down they want to do all that. Right. Um, yeah. Like yeah. You know, I didn't realize that for a long time. I like working for people though. I don't know. Some people like think I'm weird in the entrepreneur uh can't even say it, in like the entrepreneur space because like I don't know. It's something something cool about working for someone else. Also you can say deuces whenever, which I think is like the best thing is like you know, if it's your own company, you can't just like leave. <laughs> you can't be like we're shutting down business. We're gone. I'm out of here. Well, you can, and but you know, it's a lot. Yeah, that's like your place. So, but yeah. So, where can people like find you and like? I mean, yeah, all that stuff. Where can they find me? Sure. So, my coaching business is Well Life Coaching. It's www.welllifecoaching.com. I'm on Facebook and Instagram as the Well Life Coach. That's for wellness. And then um, any small businesses or any entrepreneurs who are thinking of starting their own business, we can help kind of get off the ground with those first few clients. And that's Lead Lazarus. So it's www.lead, 